Welcome to Embodied Entrepreneur. This podcast helps female entrepreneurs heal trauma and regulate the nervous system so that they can build a profitable, sustainable, and anxiety-free business. I'm your host, Sheridan Ruth. We're unmasking taboo topics in coaching relationships so that you can create better results. And we're speaking, speaking to you uh, as a coach or as a client. We are going to go pretty deep into things that no one really wants to talk about inside of coaching and somatic therapy. And I'm making this with the intention of speaking to fellow coaches, whether you are trained in similar modalities or other, as well as clients who really want a transparent approach to thriving in your relationship with your coach. So welcome, do me a favor, like this podcast or like like this, um, go to the podcast on Spotify, give it five stars or if you're on iTunes, give it five stars and a review before we go because it just helps me get this type of information out to more people um, and it also tells the algorithm the things you like and it's nice to have an algorithm that knows us and give us good recommendations. It's also nice to have an algorithm that will help me share this podcast with other people. So go ahead and do that and let's jump in. Today we're covering breaking contracts, the uncomfortable truth behind taking time off of your business, what you're missing when you are wondering if you're doing enough, and triggering people, even when you're trauma-informed, as well as anxious attachment, codependency and codependency and boundaries with clients, resentment and hopelessness and comparison. Let's go. The first thing we're talking about is breaking contracts. And what I mean when I say this is when you're working um, with somebody, either from the position of a coach or a client, and you're mostly speaking to the coaches here, but you feel like you need to remove some type of access inside of the contractual agreement let's say that you say that you would work in a certain way for six months and you get three months in and you're like oh no um need to change something now i'm not referring to the scenarios where there has been a boundary that has been consistently pushed or where both of you if it were to happen were to say you know what we kind of thought this would look a certain way it doesn't look this way we just don't, we don't think it would be a great idea to keep working together. What I'm referring to are those moments where I've seen this happen, unfortunately, where the coach feels like they need to make some, some sort of change. Um, maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe, I actually don't know a lot because I've never, I've always looked at this in a different way. So it's feeling like you need to make some side of change. And there is a lot of thoughts that might go through your head, such as this isn't going to be profitable. I've changed. It's no longer aligned. Um, this is a feminine form way of creating a business. Um, things like that. What's really happening on a nervous system level, even though you're having all of these thoughts that probably make sense, right? What's really happening on a nervous system level is that you are most likely getting to the point where 
you're holding a lot of success or satisfaction or recognition or ease and stability, so lack of chaos and lack of drama. And your nervous system is essentially saying, is it safe for things to just be this simple and this good? Is it safe for things to just be this this ordinary? Is it safe for my bank account to get this big? Um, is it safe? Is it safe? And this could be happening when things are just, everything is just going really well, really, really well. It could also be happening if there are other things that are happening inside of your life, right? Maybe you're going through a difficult transition and your brain feeds you the thoughts of, yeah, you know, things are really difficult at the moment. I'm holding a lot. I need to change. But what might be under those thoughts is your body is going through a lot of difficulty and it feels like it also needs to brace itself inside of your relationship with your business, inside of your relationship with your clients. It feels like it needs to prepare for the worst case scenario. And this is almost classic avoidant attachment where in order to prepare for the perceived pain that it thinks that it's going to experience, it might say, you know what, actually I quit and we're going to, I'm going to withdraw and brace and run away from this before it, it gets painful. And this happens especially if there's some stuff going on in your personal life. It kind of get leaks out into, into your business, you know? And so because the nervous system has reached this upper limit, it's not in a state where it feels safe enough in life, in business, and it's feeding you thoughts, feelings, emotions that are asking you or you're using to make this big macro decision to removing contracts from what, even though it's really valid and important, is kind of a micro problem. The micro problem being at the root of it all is a simple problem, <laughs> which is your body just needs to know that it's safe to have more pleasure, more consistency, more ease, more money, more recognition, deeper relationships with your clients. Even when things are going really, really well in other realms of your life and even when things are a little bit wobbly in other worlds of your life. And... It's actually very important here that you do not change the contract and you do find the root of it all. Because if I change, if I say that I'm going to do something, my body expects me to do something. And it, it's, and then, you know, the two-year-old, three-year-old, 15-year-olds inside of me, the little inner children inside of me get scared. And I say, you know what? And they give all these fear messages to the nervous system. And I listen to those little children inside of me. And I say, yeah, you know what? You're actually right. Um, I'm going to do what you want. And I'm going to quit. They no longer trust me. They no longer trust me. Safety is bred in the nervous system through a culture of trust, self-trust. And so... If you make a decision based on a fear and you go back on your word, you are chipping away at the safety and trust 
that you have created. And I'm not saying this to be mean and I'm saying it with love. I'm just trying to be very honest, you know, and, and it might be a little bit uncomfortable to actually hear. It. And if that's the case, just press pause, take a few deep breaths, come back, remember that you're doing your best and everything's fine. But instead what we want to do is hold the root cause of it, hold the parts of us that are concerned, meet their needs and their needs are going to be unique to each person meet their needs, find that safety, trust, and um, it's going to be okay even if it's even it's if it's boring, even if it's pleasurable, even if things are wobbly in other areas. And then honor what was originally stated in the contract, which creates more trust in yourself, more safety in yourself. It reinforces this message that actually, yes, success and pleasure is safe. So I'm going to bring more of that to me. It also helps you improve your relationship with your client because, you know, you're not breaking that relationship. And even if that means that you get, you might get to be transparent. So, you know, having a little bit of a wobble and working through it, um, in a, in a respectful and professional way. And you get more of what you want and the client gets more of what they want. Only if we come in to the body and we listen to its language and we meet the needs that it's telling us it needs. So that's that. Let me take a sip of my tea. We're going to move on to the uncomfortable truth behind taking off time in your business. Beautiful. So once again, if any of this feels a little bit too close to home, take a few deep breaths. Come back when you're ready. There is a sentence that I hear a lot, which is, I need to pull back to integrate. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. I've taken times more interior as well to integrate. And I think that's valid until the point that it isn't. There's a cycle that I see a lot, um, especially with people who are in the first couple of years of their business or when they do a major pivot. And what happens is that you will go out on an investment spree. You will start pouring money into different programs or coaches or tools or modalities. You will spend a lot of time and energy studying and thinking and kind of figuring out. Maybe you go on a spiritual retreat as well. Kind of who am I? What's my purpose in the world? Trying to figure out what you're going to do as an entrepreneur. And then you've got all this information, right? And you pull back. You say, well, I need time to integrate this. And now I did a masterclass on this and it was really wonderful and I would really love to do it again. Maybe I will. So if you're curious, just stay tuned about that. Um, where we talk about the, the six steps of integration. And integration is a process of going out and coming back in and going out and going back in and coming out. It's kind of like an accordion in that we're opening and, we're, and then we're kind of coming back into ourselves and then we're opening. So, yes, there is a part that is internal, but it actually requires external connection more than it requires internal contemplation uh, in, in most of the steps. That internal contemplation part is one step out of all six of them. So that these thoughts of I need to come inwards really probably don't mean what they mean and we do not need to take them at face value what they are probably saying is I need to figure out 
what of this I'm going to hold on to and what of what I've learned I'm going to let go. You're in that phase of integration of digestion. It's kind of what's mine here and what am I releasing? What's mine and what am I releasing? What is the nourishment that I'm taking from this and what am I releasing? And a large part of that actually requires connection with other people in order to process and discard. We require that. And we require action. We require action. I don't know about you. I have been here definitely and I've seen so many other people be here where we think that we need this integration and so we get pretty still. We don't really do a lot. And what happens is then, you know, we're not moving towards our goals. We're not feeling positive. We're not feeling productive. We're not feeling um, we're not in that healthy level of stress zone where there's activity. And so we go into the shame spiral about how we shouldn't have, we should have figured this out yet. Oh, I should have done this already. Oh, I should be further along. Oh, I'm feeling really lethargic. Because there's a lack of action, we start feeling really lethargic and kind of stuck. And well, yes, we need to create spaces where we honor ourselves and our tenderness and our sensitivity and our desire to be interior. Sometimes that integration and that pulling back is fear and shame pulling you back into the corners and not wisdom. Because most of the time wisdom requires pulling you back to observe, to contemplate, and then pulling you forward and saying, well, I'm going to experiment with this action. And a lot of the times the people that are integrating from a really embodied place of wisdom and and a nervous system that feels safe and regulated, honestly, we're not really talking about how we need to integrate. We're, We're not. We're just kind of going slower one Tuesday morning, maybe posting like a little bit less that week. Like we're and then we kind of process that and move forward. We're not talking about it. It's it's actually not a super, super, super conscious thing because everything in your business keeps moving and you still you're still seeing results even though you're integrating. That's when the work that you've done prior and the work that you um that comes naturally to you really builds momentum and you still you're still booking clients. You're still serving people. I've been integrating a lot of stuff this past couple of months. And I, there definitely have been moments where I've pulled back, but I don't think anyone, I've never announced it. No one's noticed. Um, and it's just certain little micro moments where you just, you know, take a little bit time, take a little bit more time on your Wednesday morning. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's an easy, natural process, not something super intentional. Um, yeah. So instead, what we want to do is we want to tend to the emotions and the sensations and the response that your body is having, not take the, the voices of, I need to pull back at face value and find a healthy level of expansion where you can feel nourished and also continue taking action that is aligned that will keep the needle moving forward so here you have to know two you have to know a few things one how to understand the language of your body and two how to understand which actions are going to 
move the needle forward. These are things that I teach you inside of body-based business. Can you hear my cat? She's so beautiful. Let's move to the next one. What you're missing when you're wondering if you're doing enough. When we have this thought of, oh, I wonder if I'm doing enough. I think it's a really valid thought. I think parts of us are always going to be there that are concerned that we're not enough and we never actually need to get rid of that part of ourselves. Um, we just need to let it be cared for instead of it running the show. So the antidote to this question is celebration. Celebration breeds celebration. What we appreciate, appreciates, it grows. And it is also regulating. Celebration is regulating to the nervous system. Pleasure is regulated, regulating to the nervous system. A lot of people lean away from celebration. And they think, oh, I have to hit kind of a certain milestone, this milestone, and then I'll feel different. Then I'll celebrate. Then I'll feel successful. Then I'll feel all of these things. And yeah, milestones change the way you feel. That's true. It's true. It's important. But your nervous system is always looking for more of what is familiar. So if not quite getting it, not quite doing enough is the familiarity that it has it's going to look for more situations it's going to send you more thoughts emotions and sensations that are going to keep you in the same thing of not quite enough because that's familiar for it that's what it thinks is necessary that's what it thinks it's safe that's what it thinks you want what we want to do is we want to celebrate more because we want to prime the nervous system so help the nervous system feel like celebration is safe so that it brings you thoughts, emotions, and sensations that allow um, more celebration to come into your life. So just for today, just for today, you don't even have to take this for the rest of your life, but what if celebration, what if, what was it was enough to just allow yourself to feel good with what you have done now, what you've done today, knowing that you are in a process and that more is always coming. What if you allow today, even with its loose um, loose ends and things that you didn't do, what if it was enough and what if you celebrated yourself, brought more pleasure and more self-recognition into your body? This is particularly pro important for projectors in human design. Celebration and self-recognition are essentially the same thing. Um, in the way that I teach it, I've done a masterclass on this, which was really, really awesome. If you're curious, you can send me a message about that masterclass. Um, but it's feeling celebration, self-recognition inside of your body that creates this healthy sense of success and self-esteem that allows more invitations to come to you. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say projector, just ignore me, move forward. This is not a human design podcast. It's just been a part of my journey because I am a projector. Okay, next one. Oh my God, this is so fun. Triggering people even when you're trauma informed. So I don't know about you, but I, when I started entering more inside of the mental health realm, 
Uh, I've always been trauma-informed. It was one of the first certifications that I got, and I really built upon that with time. But I had trouble because, and I would delay things because of it. So there's part of this where it's like not wanting to trigger people, not wanting people to disagree, not wanting to get it wrong. And I think it can manifest in things such as taking a really long time to send an email or to post um, or publish content, right? Because you're kind of nervous that it's going to have this negative effect. And I, I had a fear that I would trigger somebody or I had a fear that I would hurt somebody or that someone would disagree with me or that I would be wrong. And the question that my nervous system was asking when I was having these fears and kind of feeling this paralyzation, I'm not sure if that's a word, was my nervous system was asking, is it safe to speak my truth? And there's a lot of validity in this question because there have been times in, in my life and in yours, I'm sure in everyone's, where we said something that wasn't really well received we thought it would be totally fine and there was pain afterwards maybe somebody withdrew or somebody got angry or it was just really uncomfortable and uh, you might have conscious memories of this this might be something that you experience younger and it's less conscious but it's fair this has happened before and the information is inside of our nervous system especially because this would have happened when we were children we wouldn't have had the, t the skills to navigate the discomfort of somebody disagreeing or somebody not meeting our need or somebody maybe perhaps disappointing us. And so we're holding this. And if you guys remember from the, the, the podcast that I did on money, if you scroll back and you'll find them, um, nervous, your nervous system at money. If you remember those podcasts, you also remember that our nervous system holds seven generations of information. And especially if you're a woman, we have had the witch, hunt, witch hunts. We have this witch wound. We had a scenario where women were finding deep truth inside of them and sharing it and being betrayed and punished by their community in really scary and life-threatening ways. And most women that I speak to hold some version of the witch wound where we are afraid to speak our truth. Our body has accumulated so many experiences over seven decades where a woman has said something and they have been shunned or literally killed. And so your body having a little bit of a freak out is valid. Your body saying, hey, I'm not sure if it's safe, is valid. And that doesn't mean that we need to be reluctant to share our perspective. Because what your body really needs is an update. It needs an update and it needs more evidence that now it is proof. It is safe. It needs proof that it is safe, which requires action and it requires nurturing love and care inside a body-based business, inside of all of my work, this is what I teach you to do. I can't do it here on the podcast right now, but this is what we do. 
we update the system so that it becomes safe and easy. So next one, comparison. Oh my gosh, the amount of time that I have spent, that you have spent worrying about if something is, uh, is right um, or correct or enough is insane. <laughs> and it kind of makes me giggle a little bit. What at the same time makes so much sense because the body's asking, is it safe to be me? It's, it's kind of asking, it's very similar to the one before. And I think it, they build on each other. It's really asking, is it safe to share my truth? Right. It's, it's very similar. Uh, but I wanted to touch on it specifically because of the way that it shows up. And there's an important factor here, which is you're in this entrepreneurial journey because you have some level of truth, some level of intuition, some level of knowledge. So that's really, that's literally the reason why we're here is because there's a part of us that knows that we can help people with what we're doing and knows that we can support ourselves when we do it. And so when you are reluctant to do something because nobody else is doing it yet or too many people are doing it yet, there's always a sign that we need to look at the body. There's always a sign because you can have the perfect business model and the business strategy, but if your nervous system doesn't believe that it's safe to be you and speak your truth or trust your intuition or trust the way that you solve problems, that is like creating a house of cards and it is going to fall apart. So the sooner that you build a culture of safety and self-trust in the body, in the nervous system, the sooner you're going to be able to release that grip of comparison and despair and groundlessness and actually just focus your energy on running wonderful startups, wonderful businesses, wonderful practices, and actually making the impact and the desire that you want in the world. And it all comes back to this, what I just spoke about, safety and self-trust. And pleasure, sprinkle it a little bit. Pleasure isn't fun. <laughs> pleasure is my favorite thing. Um, yeah, so there's that. Let me take some tea and let's move into anxious attachment, codependency, and boundary with clients. Yeah, so let me give you some examples. And while I'm speaking, I want you to think about the way that your own um, if you have an anxious attachment, or even an avoidant attachment will show up a little bit differently. Maybe I'll podcast on that later on. But if you tend towards codependency or you struggle with boundaries with clients, just kind of think about what this might look like for you. Some examples might be feeling like you need to instantly respond to your clients when they message you. Feeling like you need to be on your laptop all day or as, like, it, with the sense of urgency that you need to respond. Feeling like when you sit in a client call, you take on their problems. It's very draining for you. Feeling like it's not safe to leave your DMs on unread. Um, looking to their, to their perspective, your client's perspective of you to give you a healthy level of self-image 
So if there's a lack of compliments or, oh my gosh, you saved my life, not feeling secure in yourself and your work. And really relying on the interactions that you have with your clients to tell you that everything is going well inside of your life and business. Yes, there are certain key performance indicators and we we want our clients to be happy, but there's a difference between looking at that with a healthy level of separation, understanding it and untangling your self-worth from it and your and how successful you're going to be um, and feeling that you're in this codependent relationship that's enmeshed. And so what's really happening is that if there's something happening inside, there's a lack of healthy self-image or there's a hurt inner child or there's a nervous system wiring that says it's not safe to be separate. Um, I'm not sure that I'm valued. It hasn't been safe in the past to have boundaries. Uh, this is really uncertain and I don't know how to figure out if I'm safe in the uncertainty. Things are going slowly and I don't know if it's safe for them to go slowly. Is it safe to trust myself, the other person, a higher power? The nervous system is asking all of these questions. And if the answer is no, or I'm not sure, we run into dysregulation because the body perceives it's not safe, therefore it goes into a stress response and you find yourself constantly on your phone 24-7, not having clean boundaries for yourself. And that's when we create burnout inside of your business model. That's when you feel like you need to run away from the whole thing. Um, and uh, honestly, like your clients can feel it. Your clients can feel it. I, it's icky. It's icky and you're not empowering them and your prospects can feel it and your clients can feel it. And you guys come into this like really odd, funky, weird codependent relationship where they feel responsible for your well-being, which is not a place that a client needs to be at all. And I've been on the other end of that where I've been a client of a coach and I felt like they really needed for me to have a specific response in my in my work with them in order for them to feel confident um, in themselves and no not interested I just want to run away from that like I don't want you to be that coach I don't want your clients to have that experience I want you to be able to feel secure in yourself and your work so that you guys can have really healthy experiences and grow together because when we don't we look at we end up running into feelings of resentment and hopelessness. And I'll talk about that in a second. But if instead of running and kind of beating that horse until you want to burn everything down, the approach that we take inside of body-based business is looking at why you are feeling that, why you're feeling this way, why you don't have clear boundaries, why it doesn't feel safe to um, accept that there is a certain groundlessness and uncertainty in entrepreneurship, um, why you need reassurance from your clients or the internet or likes on your Instagram, uh, why you don't value your own work and feel that others value. When we look at the root cause of that and we address it from the body, 
habits will change and you'll create more space in your business. Therefore, you won't burn out. Therefore, you won't want to burn your business down. (laughs) There's that part of the burnout and the resentment. There's also another one, which is having, which we're going to name resentment and hopelessness. I hope you can see that they're both building on each other. But the upper limit can come in with resentment and hopelessness. And sometimes what happens is everything is going pretty well. Everything is going really, really well. And we start having resentment. We get annoyed and we feel really hopeless. So here's an example. Let's say that you are doing one-on-one and one-on-one is doing really, really well. You have this thought, oh, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to move into a group setting. Curious, are you, like, why? Why do you want to do that? If everything's going really, really well with one-on-one, why do you want to move to group? Sometimes the answer is because one-on-one is really tiring. And maybe that's true. But maybe also what's happening is that you're not finding enough regulation inside of your one-on-one settings. And, you know, pricing is a whole other conversation. But what I see happen a lot of the time is you're not finding enough regulation inside of the setting that you're in. And then you start resenting the model or the clients inside of the setting, the system, which tends to a state which creates a state of heightened arousal. Maybe you have a thought that says, I can't, I can't scale like this. It's, it's not. And you go to a heightened arousal. You probably hang out there in a while, worrying, thinking, getting frustrated. And then you can't, your body can only sustain that level of energy for a period of time. Then it goes into hypo arousal. And we end up in feeling hopeless, shaming ourselves, just heavy. So, that energy of wanting to burn your business down, that feeling resentful, maybe your audience isn't responding how they want, or you can't being annoyed, you start being annoyed because the email list isn't buying, or you're not respecting your boundaries on Instagram, or you start feeling like you're, I don't know, you undercharged, so now you're annoyed at the person on the other side of the Zoom call, right? Your body is coming into a a fight or a flight response, a stress response. And it's not to be taken at face value. There could be levels here of upper limit. Like you just don't allow yourself to have it. Your body doesn't feel like it's safe to just enjoy the success that you've created. What we still need to do (laughs) is we need to look at the nervous system cycle that is creating this response. We don't need to immediately change the model and the brand and create new problems for you to solve, even though your mind probably wants that. Your mind loves solving problems. We need to address the underlying nervous system response and cycle that it's trying to run through, find a space of groundedness and wisdom, and then from that place, look at the business as a separate entity and say, okay, here's what's working in the business. Here is what I would like to change. Here is how I'm going to do it. How does that feel? Yeah, that feels much easier, doesn't it? Because, and and think about this for a second. This is all that body business, 
equity-based business is. It's what if you could create the business that you want without going through so many hoops? What if you could do it without having to make so many investments? What if you could start by listening to the wisdom of your body and the root cause before creating new problems to solve? Because the internet is going to sell you a lot of copywriting strategies and um, human design maps and um, Facebook ads and all and chat GPT things. And all of those things are going to change from year to year, industry to industry. But the only constant that you will quite literally never, will quite literally need to master as a business owner is the wisdom of your body, no matter what year it is, no matter what industry you're in. So the point is, you need to be able to discern what's going on at a nervous system level, respond, nurture, and love on that, and then come to your business and solve the problems the business has from that beautiful creative mind that you have, that beautiful engineer-like mind. This requires radical honesty. And it's this radical, honest, courageous essence inside of you that allows you to come to work in business from a clean space. It allows you to make decisions from a neutral space. Because you know all of your stuff is taken care of. Your body is your body is safe. You can be fully present in front of the person. You can be fully curious and compassionate with them, getting your clients better results, getting them better results, getting yourself better results, and everyone wins. Everyone wins when you are regulated. Your biggest gift to your business and your clients is your regulated nervous system and self-awareness. That's how you show up for the person, the community, for the movement that you are here to pave the way for. So let's do it. Learn the language of your body and how to apply its wisdom to business so that you can two times your income and impact by scheduling your gifted expansion call today. Go ahead. There's a link down below in the show notes and click it. It says expansion call. You're going to schedule your expansion call and we're going to take 30 minutes together to pick one goal that you're working on. It might be procrastination or launching a group program. I don't know, working through resentment with clients. I'm not sure. And then we're going to identify the top four steps that your body needs you to take in order for you to get to your goal. Then we're going to discuss how body-based business can help you get there. There's no commitment for you to join. The call is completely free. There's no commitment for you to make any investment at any time. These are my gifts. These are what make me feel generous and alive. So you don't need to worry about taking care of me. I'm taking care of myself inside of these calls. But if we really click, and it generally feels amazing to chat about how I can support you in a one-on-one setting, we're going to do that. And no matter what happens, you're going to walk away from this call feeling invigorated, alive, clear and confident about the exact four things that you need to create more ease, pleasure, abundance and success inside of your business and to help your clients do the same. Cannot wait to find you on Zoom. Information 
is inside of the show notes. 